This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Podstops. I am Alicia Renee. And I'm Dax Holt. Today's guest, you know what? I would say it's for the parents, but it really isn't. And we'll get into the bones of that uh, once we get to, you know, the interview. I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with it. So (laughs) right. And we, our our guest on today's show is Gloria Riviera, host of No One Is Coming to Save Us. Hi, Gloria. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for coming. We're happy you're here, and I can't wait for you to make your way to these LA streets so we can have you in person. You're giving all energy. (laughs) Let's get into it because I wanted to. It's so funny. I listened to the podcast, and at first I was like, "This isn't applicable to me. I don't have any kids yet. Why do I have to pay for this and pay for that?" I was one of those those people, and then I listened to. I think it was the episode of uh, "Child Care Starts at Home." Mm-hmm. Completely changed my perspective. Before we get into that, give us the elevator pitch about your podcast for those who may not be familiar. Sure. Our podcast is about the crisis that is childcare in this country. So we rank uh, right along with Papua New Guinea for one of the worst, I don't even know who's after us, countries in the world mm-hmm. in terms of what we do for you when you become a parent. Right. What does the government provide? What do communities provide? All of that needs to be paid for. And the comparison I always like to make is two Americans who had small children moved to Berlin, where in every neighborhood they have what's called Kita, which is a community center. And you can drop your baby off there to get high quality, affordable, accessible care. I mean, every neighborhood has one of those. And they also have therapists, so you can get some therapy if you, if you want to. Because <laughs> trust yeah, me, that really comes hand in hand with being a parent. Yeah. Trust me. Right. So it's there's a very wide discrepancy. And what the first season does is ask, how did we get here in this country? How did this happen? And we tell all the stories of how really the pretty horrific state of childcare, how it came to be in this country. So, you know what's really interesting is I listened to that same episode. We always listen to the You're same episode. He's such a copycat, Gloria. Oh I just God. don't understand. So, <laughs> not, I, I listened to that episode. What I didn't realize was how bad we had it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, I just thought everyone in the world had to deal with the same issues that we had to. Figuring out where you're going to have your kid for the day while you go off to work and like the struggles. I just thought the world was having it. I didn't realize that America is so behind everyone else. 
and you know, I have two kids at home, and we had to make a lot of the adjustments that you talked about in this podcast of, does my wife have a full-time job, or the money that she brings in from that full-time job is literally going right back out the door for childcare, so we had to make that decision a- along with so much of our country. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I-, I think what you're doing is such a positive thing, because you're shedding light, not only do people in America, like myself, that didn't know there was a problem, but to people also, you know, dealing with this right now. What do you feel like was the catalyst to really get you into this, this problem? For me personally, I am a mother of three. I was a reporter for many years with ABC News and I was transferred to Beijing, China. And we can have a long conversation about how differently China approaches parenthood for better or worse. But I remember telling my boss that I was pulling a Michelle Obama because my mom was coming over to help me because I was starting a new job. So I had the privilege of a mother who was capable. I mean, we can talk about my mom too. She's a wonderful person, but she's capable in directing traffic. But she was, you know, a caring human in the room. (laughs) And so I looked at this opportunity, first of all, to do I have to justify my own privilege? I was a little, like, it was it was hard for me for sure, but I'm an educated woman with a full-time job, so that puts me in a different category. Because it was still hard for me, I felt like I need to learn more about why that is and what it's like for people who don't have the privilege that mm-hmm. I have. I think the way you guys structured the podcast is... is um, it's, it's beautiful in that it allows those people, because I'm not married yet, I don't have children yet, these are things that I, you know, desire one day to check off my list, but, you know, upon listening to the podcast, and it's funny that you and I listened to the same episode and still walked away with two different experiences, and I let it play in the background because I was very curious to see the direction she was going to go in with the next episode, and I'm glad that I did get there later, but, um, you know, you spoke about the community, right? I grew up in the South. And in my community, black community, it, it, it literally is the village. When mm-hmm. we say it takes a village to raise a kid, it's a village, right? We have grandparents and aunts and uncles, and I'm not saying it's executed well. Sometimes there's a lot of mishaps, you know, but they leaned on that because more specifically within black culture, and like you mentioned in the podcast, we're paid 60 cents on the dollar. Back then it was even worse. Right. We didn't have the money to be able to send kids to daycare or if you did send your kids to daycare out of necessity because none of these people within your village were available. It made resources within the house even tighter. So I think about that as it relates to being a single woman without children yet with how universal child care is applicable to me. I grew up as a latchkey kid. I would have loved to have had more interaction with community and kids growing up versus having to grow up and fend for myself because my parents couldn't afford to send me to childcare. Right. I mean, what I hear you saying is this idea generally of how we value communities, how we value Mm -hmm. people's people of different backgrounds. And in the podcast, we go back and we look at the early 1900s and the only kind of childcare that was available, we talked to a historian and she says, the father in the family either had to be a drunk, Mm -hmm. disabled, dead, or some other horrible thing. And if all those things had happened, then the community said, okay, well, we understand why the mother has to work, so we better do something to look after the kids. It was not a good place to be 
for anyone involved. No. That morphed over time. And we do talk about what happened in the South and what happened with slavery and how that affected also how we value parents. Separate to that, after the dead divorced, you know, deserted. <laughs> Ran off, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, Ran off with um, the mistress. Basically to make sure your child didn't get run over by a, like a horse cart in the street. Right. Um, it was obligatory, not wanting to. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, then it changed to like this idea of pre-K, right? And it was very popular for women in education and was at the time when women were starting to be more involved in academics. It was a very popular field, but it was very, um, you know, it was targeted to a certain social structure. Basically, women of certain means who had the money, mm -hmm. and you would send your child to what we now would call pre-K, right. and the mother would be expected to come have a meeting um, at the school. Like, she wasn't at work. So that second iteration of childcare in this country was really only for women who were not going yeah. to work. Absolutely. What uh, What is your goal? What What do you want out of this podcast that for people to take away? Mm. Um, I want people to feel connected, like they're not alone. I remember a lot of loneliness when I was raising my babies. I want that feeling of connection to lead to action. I think that what a lot of people say to me now is nobody was ever talking. I mean, I'm speaking to you guys from Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Nobody was talking about childcare right. in this yeah. town. Right. Now it is in the ether. President Biden mentioned it in his State of the Union address. It's out there. It's become a priority. I think that's probably because so many women are in the workforce and they're just like, by the way, we can't do this anymore. And we're kind of past the like working girl 80s yes. where if you had children, you pretended you didn't. Right. You right. know, you didn't want your boss to know about that. Right. Um, so I I want people to feel connected and I want them to take action. And we're trying to figure out what that action will look like. Right. Um, who will pay for it? it mm. the, the money has to come from somewhere because we we have people in the childcare industry who are leaving their jobs to go work at Starbucks or Target or Walmart, all great companies you can argue, but all able to be like, oh, it's COVID, we're gonna pay you more. We can't do that in childcare. I, I was just gonna tell you, Gloria, that one of my favorite parts about your podcast is it's not even so much about your topic, it's that you get me to think about how important it is in my life. Or universally. Universally yeah. with things that maybe I've done between me and my wife and how we've structured things mm. and how like, maybe things in our life weren't completely fair because I was working and she was at home. But not only that, about started to make me think about how the hell did my mom do it? Because I was raised yes. by a single mom. And yes. I, I look, think back of like, yes. how? Like, how did she get all these pieces of the puzzle together, work a full-time job, and, and still raise me and all of those things? And so that's what I think the beauty of your podcast is, is just getting people to think yes. or open their mind or realize that, you know, you don't always go to your parents and say, thank you. Yeah. You know, know, like right? yes. you yes. just take it for granted because that was your life. You got raised yeah, and you're here today. But like there was a lot of struggle you have no idea about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that what universal good childcare would do is alleviate some yes. of that 
struggle to the know stress, yeah. you're not alone. Yes. There is help out there for you. And by the way, we haven't even talked about, oh gosh, brain development from the age of, yes. you know, we to five years old is huge. And yes. we have data for weeks and weeks and weeks about how good it is to have educated childcare educators in the classroom giving that little one what they need. And by the way, in this country, we'll educate you. You can go get a degree and a master's, and then you're going to enter a workforce that is horrific. We yes. still have about 100,000 people who have not gone back to work in the childcare industry post-COVID. Everywhere else is just about back to pre-COVID levels, but in childcare, it's, it's been decimated. Yeah. Gloria, Gloria, give us a, you know, because we are a podcast recommendation show, what, what is Gloria listening to right now? What are the podcasts that you go to, that you enjoy, that you think some of our listeners, watchers might really uh, gravitate towards? I have 10% Happier, which is a meditation podcast. Oh, I'll take that. I need it's it. It's good with Dan Harris. It's very good. I have a bunch of Lemonada shows. I have The Cost of Care with Andy Slavitt. Wait, did you say 10% Happier? 10% Happier, Yes. It's really good. There's an episode with the musician Sarah Bareilles, if I'm mm-hmm. saying her name correctly. It's so good. Um, of course, I love, if you have any um, anyone who's an addict in your family, the way that Lemonada got started was with a podcast called Last Day, and it taught me more about addiction. Mm. I lost a brother to addiction, a dear friend. Um, it, is the, it is an amazing podcast. Mm. Um, and then... I like to listen to WTF with Mark Maron. <laughs> you guys know that? It's so good. He's so fantastic. Of course, I love The Moth. Um, so good. Stories. Um, okay. And I'm really, I've just started to listen to Canary by The Washington Post, which is about um, a certain story that happened that it's pretty intense, uh, but it's very good. So I love listening to reporters Wait, like what's that about? You're being all secret squirrel. What happened? What's the, well, what's it's about sexual violence in Washington, D.C., oh. but but it's about a, it's about misdemeanor, what, the crimes that are designated misdemeanor yeah. acts of sexual violence. By WAPO. So, so I just started it. Um, it's great. And for all the parents out there, um, I really love Smash Boom Best. So you might like this. It's Every episode is like, what's better, mermaids? Or, uh, you know, princesses. <laughs> and they, they have, like, the best debate about it. The last one was, oh, basketball versus baseball, ghosts versus zombies. And if you're in the car and your kids are there, <laughs> and you're watching kids, turn it on and they'll be, like, mesmerized. Zombies over ghosts any day <laughs> of the week. Gloria Riviera, host of No One Is Coming To Save Us. Thank you so much for joining us on Pod Sauce. Uh, if you guys uh, enjoyed uh, this interview, you definitely want to head on over to podsauce.com. We're going to put a link up to, I really want to put a link up to the episode that Dax and I listened to, mainly because two different perspectives, two different walks of life. We both thoroughly enjoyed it and walk away with a wealth of information, and we feel that you guys will as well. So do you Absolutely. agree? Absolutely. And I also want to put up a, a link to one of her podcast picks, The 10% Happier with Sarah Brellis. I think that could no, be No, I one. want that to be a, one of my picks. Why well, would you... <laughs> you saw how I lit up when she said that. Why? Fine, well, we won't put up a link, oh, but good. you Gloria. can go check it out if Gloria, you want. Gloria, the man doesn't want me to be great, Gloria.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.